Hey, brother. Hey, brother. How are you doing, man? I'm good. <laughs> nice to see you. Nice. To same, see you. same here. Same here. How you doing? Good, good. And you, man? I'm, I'm good. I'm good. We're having a very unusual morning here. It's snowing big time. Wow. Wow. Right. Something right. that doesn't never Happen. really never happens here. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. I can imagine. Um, you <laughs> <laughs> but good you you actually still remember something yeah yeah wow wow i also remember that you you said that you've you've been in you've lived in china or was it asia or something like that yeah i lived in indonesia for almost two years oh. but i went to hong kong and stuff like that. yeah yeah i love like that i love asia <laughs> right um so right we're about to start uh-huh. we'll keep it rocking this i know that this is going to be a very interesting episode <laughs> and I, I i'm excited i'm excited to have you on here um so let's just start with like a basic introduction to to you as a person as a creator um, and, you know, just a general brief introduction about you so that people who are listening will have an understanding of, of who this amazing person is. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, um, well, before anything, thank you so much. I'm super excited too. And thank you so much for having me, Tayo, in your podcast. It's, it's fantastic to be here with you. I'm Ruben. I'm uh, from the channel Topic Ruben, and I'm uh, a very young creator. Uh, <laughs> I just love, uh, you know, I, I love film. As I say on in all my videos, I love filming and 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 creating and and, and music and, and and living happier every day and, and, and learn something new every day. For me, it's very important to learn something new every day. Great. So that's why I'm here. Also learning <laughs> with you. <laughs> Great. Th- thanks for that. I think another thing to also mention is that you teach. Um, people, you help people, you try to help people learn um, in terms of exploring their creative side, um, if I believe correctly, um, which is why a lot of your videos are tailored towards um, trying to help people learn new things about the whole concept of filming or, or things like that, right? Well, I believe that sharing is, is an amazing thing. Though. Um, and once I, I was... I was very young at school, and I and I discovered that uh, a great way to learn is trying to teach something because you are obliged to 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 research on stuff, and then you you start discovering things, and then of course when you share them with other people, it's a beautiful thing, um, and and that's why I love the the process of learning and and sharing and teaching and and, and all the stuff, man. I I love that. Great, great, absolutely. Um, which sort of brings me to my next um, question that I've always wanted to ask you. Um, I think you have a unique creative process. Uh, whenever I watch your video, it always feels like a conversation. It's like I'm there with you and we're actually talking. So talk me through what goes what goes on when you're you know planning you're writing you're doing everything how would you describe the full circle of your creative process that's an interesting question um you know when when you start when i started youtube uh it was a disaster here <laughs> and 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 i've never wanted to to delete those videos although sometimes i feel like but I I, all, I I leave them there because it's I think it's a way to to see that, that there have been uh, some kind of progression, no, uh, or some kind of progress and some some, some kind of evolution, um, and then you start tuning, you start tuning some bolts here and there, and you start finding more, uh, let's say, of so, so, some kind of style, which I think is very important. I, I've always liked the documentary kind of style, no? Um, and, and I think this is it's something that I, I don't do on purpose. It's something that, that comes out like that. Um, for me, I, 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 let's say I select a, a theme for a video 
and then usually what I do, this is funny, usually what I do, when I go to work driving, I start talking. And because nowadays, many people have Bluetooth in the cars, so think, people don't think that I'm crazy, not talking by myself. People think that I'm having a phone conversation. And then what, what I'm doing is I'm, I'm rehearsing some of uh, the parts of my script. Um, and, and I start building up the whole thing. And that's how the whole video comes out. Um, and then I love also, I love uh, when I'm filming the video, I love to do different angles. Um, but I only have one camera. So what I do is I, I record the video twice or three times. So by the time I'm doing the third time, that take is much better than the first one. No? So uh, I, I actually I should start I, I should start by, by by the last one. So when I get to the to the to the front headshot, I'm more rehearsed. No, but anyway, it's not something I just discovered here with you talking today. <laughs> <laughs> Great. But yeah, I like I, I like that documentary style when uh, where you're speaking, you, you don't say, "Well, this is good because this is good," but uh, you're like having a, a reflection with yourself, a conversation with yourself, and 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 I believe that that way could be or would be more natural, no? Which is something that we we always trying to to do, trying to talk more natural to the camera, and that's so. Uh, it, it's something that I did, I think, in the past, and many people used to tell me, "No, you should try to do it more natural." Like when you're talking to me, and and then at some point I started getting some messages from 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 my community telling me, "You know, I I watch your videos. It's it's like you you you're talking with me." And I said, "This is good. This is good. Let let me try to keep that thing." Um, and I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm doing it. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I do think that you are doing a fantastic job. Um, Thank you, man. Especially, Thank you. especially when I watch your videos around um, some of the new content that you've been making now has been around the Black Magic camera and everything. And I think your approach to talking about those concepts makes it more um, relatable. Like, I feel like, oh, even if I don't own a Black Magic camera, like, I could just listen to you talk about a Black Magic camera. You know, because you you have that um, personal feel about how you approach how you approach your storytelling. Um, so, in terms of let's let's think about it this way: I'm someone who's just starting video, and I'm trying to figure out my creative process. Um, time is time is a time is is a variable that we cannot take away in this process, but what would be your best advice so if you were to like give me a couple steps that do this do this do this and hopefully you get to figure out your process what would your your advice be like in terms of um what year is more important than one year or in terms of uh recording a video perhaps the whole creative process whether you're scripting whether just the whole thing yeah, well, what I'm doing right now is I, I write a script and I try to, to follow what I wrote uh, because before I never did it. And then I, I used to watch videos and I used to say, how these people can remember all these technical details about it? It's, it's possible. I can't do that. And don't. so what I used to do was I used to record a little piece and then another little piece and then try to, but, but that's horrible, you know, and editing and takes 10 times more. Um, longer, no time. And so what I do now is I, I write a script and and most of the time I use a teleprompter. But if I were to, to begin now with this whole creative process, I would have done things completely in a different way oh. from what I'm doing now. Yeah. Like, How so? Yeah, this is this is very important. And, and I'm very... I enjoy so much talking about cameras because now I have changed my whole perception of, of cameras and, and gear in general. Um, you know, like when you start, you're very concentrating in, in what camera sh shall I use and, and all this kind of stuff. And uh, <clears throat> if I were to start right now in this whole uh, YouTube, we're talking about YouTube, YouTube thing, I would um, dedicate more time uh, on different gear, not on, on camera. I would buy, for example, first, the first thing I, I, I would try to do is buy 
It's either lights or a good microphone. I mean, begin with that. That would be, in my opinion, in my, um, it would be more important than than buying a good camera at the beginning. I could, you know, record with my phone. Yeah. And um, as long as I'm recording outside during the day using daylight, the, the iPhone or any any kind of phone today is is great. The cameras are very good. Again, when you're recording outside, daylight time, etc. <clears throat> but audio and lights, lights are so important, so important. And then you know, I and then yes think about the camera think about also the the the, the software you use for editing is important and and try to master that but the use of light for me light as i've said in, in in some of my videos shapes everything we see you know you see a mountain very early in the morning in the midday in the afternoon uh, summer winter it, it looks different every time and that is because of the light, uh, how light reflects on those places. It's what we see. Uh, and so uh, what we see and what we hear is very important. And, and we, we can create a masterpiece by using a light, uh, using lights in, in, in a very accurate way, in a very good way. And the funny thing of, about that is that I compare that to harmony. You know, my background is music. So I compare that to harmony. Harmony is like a science. And when you study harmony, you can study everything and you can learn everything about harmony. And that's it. You learn, you, you know everything. Exactly like lights, like using lights. The thing now after is how you use that harmony. Exactly how you use that light, where you put it and what combinations you do because nothing is right or wrong. I mean, in harmony, there are things that are wrong, but the thing is your talent comes after, you, your charisma, and how you use those things. And uh, that's, the, that's, that's the whole thing. So there's, wow. no, there's no formula. It's, it's just... <laughs> <laughs> I do like your, your comparison of harmony and how you, know, you see it lighted as something that brings... Um, the pictures together because I mean, it, and it, it is true. If we look at the concept of film of moving image, it's basically pictures that move, and um, light is a very critical factor in that. Um, but you also mentioned something, which is um, that your background was in music. So how did you go from music to film? Because I probably have never told you this before, but I sort of have a similar background. I sort of have a similar background and I sort of moved from music to video, but I want to hear you. How, how did you transition from music to video? Well, maybe that's why we're here because we have similar backgrounds. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> Sorry. I, I, I did a video long time ago. It was actually my first attempt to make a short film and it's full of mistakes and stuff, but the content is very interesting. I actually, I took it from a book. I I, I read a book about about happiness, and because um, I believe that this is one of the the purpose of of us on on Earth uh, to be happy and to make other people happy. And I was trying, I was trying to see, you know, what makes me happy, and 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 what makes you happy, and and what makes all all us happy. And and it's a tough question because some people think, you know, well, happiness is just a state of mind. Happiness is not real and, and things like that. You, you, you hear that all the time. But then there's a person that I, I wouldn't, I, I, could, I couldn't pronounce his name because it's a very difficult name to pronounce, but I will send you the, the link. And, and he studied uh, psychology for like, 50 years wow. and uh, yes and and he at the end he he come to the conclusion that the things that make us happy are the things that made us concentrate on a prolonged period of time and things that challenges things that challenge us and as you 
as you get older, you need to find new things that, of course, you like, and that will be challenging for you. And those things will consume a certain amount of time, uh, uh, and, and, and you will have to concentrate on, on doing those things, you know. And so, for me, music was was my life. You know, I studied music in in Cuba. I was I was born in Cuba, and in uh, and, and and I did music for for a long period of my of my life. I still do music because you know music is something that you never get over, and you will always have it inside you, and becomes a spiritual necessity. So I keep I keep writing my things, etc. But at some point. Um, Moving uh, here to Italy, I well, I'm, I'm telling you a lie. I always, I've always liked cinema and 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 making films and all the stuff since I was a kid. The thing is that I never had the means. I I, I was never, I could never dream to 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 buy a camera in Cuba or, or things like that. And when I moved to Canada, I. I was working in the music industry for 10 years. That was very intense. So I had no time to, to, to think about videos or et cetera. And then when I, when I moved to Italy, I had a little bit more time after doing a few, uh, um, after going around the world a few times, I, I arrived to Italy and, and, and then I had more time. And then I, I, and then something funny happened though. Which is actually why my channel uh, appeared. What, what, why my channel was born? I was doing some kind of conferences with people, and and um, it was very interesting. I, I and I love doing that. And the first one, the second one I did, it was about a huga, which is a, a concept from the north of uh, of Europe. And 10 people came, only 10 people, because I was doing it in a place where we could feed only 10 people. But I, I wanted to do like um, uh, uh, a, new, a, a newsletter every week. And so I asked the people who came, I said, guys, if you give me your email, I will send you a, a newsletter. So I will update you on the theme that we spoke about, etc. And they did. And I started doing the newsletter. One day... I wanted to insert a video in the newsletter to make it more cool, no? And the program told me, can't do that. You have to do a link to a video on YouTube. I said, ha. Huh. So I remember I had an old video. So I had opened a channel and I had an old video. And, uh, and I said, okay, I have the channel already. I didn't think about doing a new channel. <laughs> Brave me. <laughs> and, 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 and so I started making videos for those 10 people. And that's how Topic Ruben came to, to, to appear. And then when I started doing that, like I always say, a, a new universe started opening up to me. Yeah. So I started learning. I started watching, uh, at the beginning, I, I was watching, I think only <laughs> Peter McKinnon and, and Mari Hapoya's video. And I was so into that. And I said, wow, I want to do, I want to make videos like those people over there, you know? And then, of course, you 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 change and, and you you get all the taste, etc. Et but that's that's how the whole thing started, and 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 that was a new passion for me. So I just wanted, uh, I just wanted to to, to go and, and film stuff and, and edit it to see how it looked. The, the only problem is that it didn't look nothing like like those people. And then that was my mission. I why you know, and then that why is that what drives you to 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 learn to learn. Yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> interesting. It's it's a it's a really interesting circle, um, and I think we're very similar in the same way as well. Because for me, my music background came from the church. Been a preacher's kid. Um, I. I was in the choir, I was playing musical instruments, uh, the piano, drums, and a couple other things. Um, and I think it's also important to say, like you mentioned, when you first started, you there were people that you were watching. But now you've grown so much that you've been able to come up with your own style, um, which is now very, very, like anybody watches your video, they like, this is you, they see you. It's not like a replica of someone, of someone else. 
um, which is also important to tell people is that, you know what, just start. Don't hope for something perfect um, like you would expect it to look uh, very good at first. No, it's going to take time. You're going to have to trust the process, but all you have to do is just keep making um, keep making videos and eventually you will get better at this things. Um, interesting. So you also made a short film that for me personally, I really loved the creative direction, um, the film with your daughter. Um, talk me through that because I never got the chance to actually talk to you about that. Talk me through all of that and how you were able to even get your daughter to be a part of it in the first place. <laughs> well, there is. That was a funny story. That was a funny story. Well, thank you so much for, for your kind words. I, I, I don't believe that I have style yet, but, you know, we, we work on that. Um, that was a funny story. I I I participated on uh, a music a music a video contest in the past, and uh, and and nothing happened. And nothing happened because I was expecting something. And we when you expect something and you don't get it, you get disappointed. So you know right. this is another lesson that I learned is it, better not to expect anything and do things because you like doing things. And then if something happens, well, hooray. If nothing happens, you learn always. You always learn in the process. So, so Motion VFX, which uh, is, a, is a great company, and they make awesome uh, um, uh, plugins for Final Cut Pro and DaVinci Resolve, and I, I had the opportunity to work with them now. Um, they did a video contest. And... Um, and I can't deny that the prices were very sweet. So I say, okay, um, I'm, I'm, I'm in, and I want to do something cool. And and I don't know, I, I'm always having these ideas, you know, that always at three o'clock in the morning, I, I wake up and I, I see the whole movie, but it's very difficult to put them on a video because you see the ideas with all the effects. And, and, and I, I guess I have to learn a lot too, to be able to do that. But I had the idea, so the, the idea started getting in, in, into my mind, and I started working with it. And um, but I didn't share it with anybody. I didn't share it with my daughter because you know she would be traumatized, of course. <laughs> so I I wrote notes and I wrote all the all the sequences and all the stuff I wanted to do. And of course, certain things I couldn't do them as I as I thought at the beginning because I didn't have. Um, a certain uh, tools, but I try to improvise with what I had. And then I just told my daughter, okay, come here and do this, pa, 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 and now you come here. And I have these, uh, this gun that is not real, of course, uh, you know, uh, but it, it was a challenge because um, two things were challenging. One was, to, to do the whole thing, to put together the whole thing. And, and the other challenging thing was one scene where I had where I wanted to 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 get the reflection of the television. There's a there's an old movie by Mel Gibson, uh, a guy I I really like, uh, and uh, and Joaquin Phoenix. The the film is called Sights, I think, or Signs. I don't remember. Mm -hmm. And it's about some aliens in 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 the, uh, corn crops, etc. And many of the things that the director did in that movie were reflections from the from the screen television when it's, the screen television was off. Of course, those televisions were like those old Catholic televisions mm -hmm. that the screen was kind of a curve right. but very shiny so it's like a black mirror so it's easier to get a reflection nowadays televisions that have that, that at least the television i have here has, has a matte uh, screen so it's harder no so i had to work a lot with the lights to be able to get the 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 reflection of my daughter pointing at me at the back with with the gun um but as I said before to you, you know, these are the, the kind of challenges that you need when you do any kind of work, the, the, the things that make, make it hard. So, so you have to learn from you. You are pushed to learn from those things. 
And and then when I finished the whole the whole video, I sent it to a couple of friends and they really liked it. But then I did something even better. Then I read the terms and conditions of the video contest. I mean, I read that at the end instead of reading at the beginning. And when I read it, it said one of the conditions was that the video, they didn't want any violence on the video. So that's that's it. I was ruined, and and then the video content was like the week after. So I had to come up with a new idea if I wanted to participate, and I came up with a new idea. But the the new idea was even more difficult because I didn't want to do it myself. I, I wanted to to bring somebody else, like a couple of actors, and uh, and one of them got COVID. So you know, at the end, I had to do everything myself. But but all I want to say is that it was a very interesting. A process and uh, and yes, as you, I love making short films and it's, it's fantastic. I, I right now I'm I'm writing a, a very interesting script, but it's a, it's like, it's like for a, a a feature film. It's something bigger. It's something that you you will love. Maybe we we sit down another day and and we talk about it. Uh, absolutely that would be my pleasure and i think for anybody who hasn't seen wild bears i think they should just watch it um just so that because it has a lot of elements that make that film um really interesting to watch um especially from an indie perspective as well um so another thing that i also wanted to talk to you about because um i think that you're one of the few people that actually truly understand this concept considering you're coming from a music background and now a film background is burnout being a creator and getting to that place where you don't feel like making things anymore um you know oftentimes we hear this just make it even if you don't feel like it make it i personally don't like that philosophy because if i don't enjoy what i'm making i feel it's a disservice to people who are going to watch it um, why should I give you something if I do not enjoy it? Um, so that approach has really been, um, in a way, it's not something I really subscribe to. But the concept of burnout as a creator, um, what are your thoughts on the issue? Yeah, this is something that I hear often. And I, I don't know, just now talking to you here now, I... I believe that this could happen because of two things. Number one, because you're either working with companies and or you are sponsored by a company or something, and they tell you you need to do a certain amount of videos a month. And and then you feel the pressure. Of course, you will have to feel the pressure, no? I mean, I'm not I'm not saying that having sponsors is a bad thing. On the contrary, <laughs> this is a very hard and, and difficult career if you if you if you, if you would right. but uh, so you know we, we need help from from whoever wants to to, to to help us but having that could be could be a pressure and when you have the pressure of doing something you you don't feel like um, you don't feel free anymore you you don't feel like you're doing something because you like it you feel so you need to do something because you have to and that changes the whole ball game. And number two, I think it could be also when you put yourself in a situation that you say, I'm going to make two videos a week or even one video a week. At the beginning, I used to, I, I, I remember that I wrote on my YouTube banner uh, two, video, two videos every week. I couldn't just by by having that there. It gave me some kind of anxiety. I I, I couldn't bear that. And then I changed. I I put a video, one video every week. And even having that there, it was too bad for me. So I think that people, you can provoke that feeling of of burning out by 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 putting yourself in that kind of situation. This is something you know. Art is art, and and. And, and you can't say, uh, I'm going to do this now and I'm going to do this tomorrow. You need to do it when you, it's an inspiration, when you get the inspiration. I know, of course, you know, 
we always have to talk about philosophy or or religion or whatever you want to call it. You know, like Buddha says, it's a middle way, my friend. You know, if, if you go to any extreme, it's bad. So stay in the middle way. You know, if, if you feel like doing a video a week, do a video. If you feel like doing two videos a week, go for it, you know. But you're doing that because you make you, you feel you feel well doing that. Not because you have to. The, the moment you have to do things, I mean, maybe tomorrow will feel like that. But so far, thank God, I'm, I'm, I'm cool. I'm, I'm feeling well. You know, I'm feeling good. And, and I can't wait to, to, to put the camera on the tripod and, and record my next video, which probably I'm planning to do today. Uh, so, yeah, this, this is what I think about Burns Out. Yeah. I def I definitely agree with you. I think it's more of a a psychological process in terms of creating, and like you say, for some, um, it it has to be inspired. Um, I would say that the only thing that I would maybe add to like what you've just said, because I agree one hundred percent with everything you said, is as well that um, if you are not right in yourself, that can also cause a kind of burnout. So if you're maybe stressed out, if you are, you know, if you have things that are bothering you or things like that, that will find a way to go into your creative process. Because for me personally, like there are days I wake up and I don't feel like making a video and that's okay. And there are days I feel like making 15 videos in a day. So whatever, you know, I always use the word vibe. Um, however the vibe comes, I'm going to roll with that. So it's about um, the psychological presence, knowing, you know, that, oh, I feel this and I, and I want to do that. Um, and, that's, and that leads me to the next thing that I wanted to talk about, which I think it's interesting. So there's a place I saw on your Twitter, which is a sanctuary for animals. Um, I've always been curious as to what, what so just talk me through that. Where is that place? What do they do? Um, you know, well, what's, what's it about? Right. This is a, it's a very funny story. The place is near to where we live, <clears throat> which is near Rieti, uh, the province here. Um, I'm at about 60 kilometers from Rome, the capital of Italy. And uh, it is a funny story. This was a guy who he used to be a shepherd, a shepherd. And he has, I don't know, a big amount of sheep. And uh, and he used to uh, farm them and and sell them for for meat, but one day he felt bad because he didn't want to 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 do that anymore. He he didn't want to kill more animals, although he wasn't killing them, no. But he was selling them to for to be killed, and he didn't want to do that anymore. So what he did is that he bought again all the all the sheep he sold. He he. he he bought them for I think twice or three times the price, and and he did a sanctuary in in his on his his property, and then he started getting uh, rescuing more and more animals. So this is a funny place because you you go there and you see uh, a turkey, you see uh, a bull, you see uh, a little calf, and. And, and and you see a llama and, and it hangs and it, and all kinds of animals living together. Like you, you're not used to see a wild boar uh, uh, taking a nap and and a, a little chicken uh, cleaning him on, on top, no, or, or beside a dog or, or beside a calf and the calf is like with with the tongue. It's just a funny situation. And and of course they they their cause is to to protect animals and and to rescue. There's a funny story or a beautiful story about a uh, uh, a calf uh, called Ferruccio. He, he gives names to all the animals, <laughs> and it was a, a young bull, a baby bull, a calf that uh, was born with a problem in one of his uh, rear legs. And of course, they were going to to take him and, and, and kill it and sell it for meat. And then the guy rescued, and uh, and they took it to a vet, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And after even an operation and and all the stuff, now the the, the bull is walking perfectly. So you know, 
And it's a nice cause. It's a nice cause, and and we're trying to support that cause with with these people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow, it's it's definitely an amazing story. When I saw it on your Twitter for the first time, um, and I remember your caption was something in the lines of, I mean, I'm paraphrasing, but it was something in the lines of um, animal heaven or something like that. Um, this this is right. This is, and I, just, I it just felt it felt so peaceful. It felt so calm. Um, also, to see the number of people who were there um, that were in support of this, it just sort of felt, you know, and I, I think, it, it, I don't know if it was you who took the picture and there was a goat right behind you, just, the goat was just there like, yo, I want a selfie, I want a selfie as well, you know? Well, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> funny, funny. You know, it, it's, it's funny also to see how these animals behave. Um, like... You know, it, it, it's it's a very deep and, and and whole story behind all these things, because we we have modified so much animals because we consume them, and uh, that when you change the the behavior in the whole environment to a natural way, animals are different. For example, we we see turkeys, and the legs are very swollen like that. Because they're they're not used to anymore to arrive to those years. We used to we, we normally we kill them when when they're very young, and then they so they start having circulatory problems, etc. Because they're not used to anymore. So it's like you need to rewire the whole process again. And this is what they they're doing. I mean, they're just leaving the animals to live peacefully and and live together like that. And it's very nice. And yes, they, they have many people. They open, I think, almost every Sunday. And people go there and, and you can you can eat what they cook. So that would that way will would be like a help for them to, to to support, you know, because you know it has a high cost and the guy doesn't have a job. So, you know, he takes care of the animals, but he still has to pay for, for food for the animals and for treatment, etc. So this is a nice, nice cause, I, I believe. Right. Um, so the last thing that I that I wanted us to talk about as well is um, your professional experience that took you around the world. More like an illumination into how your worldview, how that whole experience has shaped your worldview. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. Uh, well, I, I remember I was seven years old i when i learned how to play the guitar my brother and i my brother's four years older than me and and then when i was eight i learned how to play the drum we learned how to play the guitar by ourselves but then my father paid somebody to to give me drums uh lessons and then i i grew i had a very intense music uh youth like childhood and, and youth going to many festivals in cuba very very, very intense and uh, but then at some point when i finished my high school i my parents told me you know it's better if you study a career you know music you do it as a hobby you know that's uh, sounds familiar for many people and and then i wanted to study architecture but things are complicated with Cuba and the career didn't come because there were some kind of a uh, number of careers assigned to each province and that year that career didn't come so I said what do I do now and uh well my my mother told me well your 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 grandfather was a uh, a mechanical engineer so maybe you should study that and that's what I did although I didn't like it but anyway I I I when 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 that finished I didn't want a job in that because I didn't like it and and I started working in in the music. I mean along my career at the university I I had many groups and I used to sing at the choir of the university and I had two other bands that I used to play with and and so when I finished I said well I might as well keep working in that direction just start studying music like seriously. And I finished my studies. And uh, when I finished, uh, I started working in a professional uh, band playing keyboards and, and piano. And uh, and then was a, a vacancy for another band. And it was like a conductor, like it's classical music. 
And then I, I applied for it and I got the job, but the job, one of the conditions is that I had to study to become a real conductor. So I did and I became a conductor. Can you imagine Ruben conducting? <laughs> you can't imagine that. <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. But I, I did that. And and then at some point I said, you know, I'm I'm too young to to play this music, this classical music. So let's do uh, a popular band. And we do we did a popular band. And uh, and we were very successful in, in, in Cuba. But then it came another period of my life where I wanted to go out of Cuba to, to look for better conditions, etc. And I did. But I couldn't go out with my band because that story was too long to tell you now. And, and I went out by myself. Uh, I arrived in Canada. And that for me was like arriving to another planet, completely different. You can imagine. And, uh, and you know, many things that you have to face in this new world. And I did as best as I could. And one of the challenges was to tell people who I was. And so you, you, you start working for very low salaries and things like that, just to, to, to show people that you are able to, to, to play a little bit. And then there's another problem that we have that we usually have in Cuba is that we are very, very modest. I would say too modest because we're not used to sell yourself uh, as a product. No? So people used to tell me, do you play piano? Oh, just a little bit. I don't need somebody who plays a little bit. I need somebody who can play. I love the job. And can you can you compose a song? Well, just a little bit. You know, these kind of things that after you learn. You know, and do you play piano? Yes, I play, and I, I I can read music, and I can arrange music also. Ah, okay, come do the test. Oh, yeah, you're the guy, or you're not the guy, whatever, you know. And 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 then those were like ten years working in music in Canada, which were very interesting. I play with many people. I think one of the best um, people I play with in in Canada in Ottawa was with the band called Los Gringos. And uh, fantastic people and fantastic music, jazz. And uh, I had the honor of doing with them an Ottawa Jazz Festival, uh, which is uh, a big thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was that was amazing. And then I, my, the last things I, I, I did was playing with uh, Lou Nelson, who's uh, one of the best Tom Jones impersonators in Ontario, Canada. Wow. Yeah, that was excellent. That was a, we were a five-piece band, and uh, we used to tour, and we did all the casinos gigs and all the casinos in Ontario. Very nice gigs, and 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 we also had the opportunity to play with other people, like famous people who were impersonating uh, Celine Dion, Shania Twain, uh, Rod Stewart. It, it, yeah. it was it was very interesting. But then at some point, I said, okay. You know, when you're young, you 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 have those those thoughts that maybe they're not the right ones. But anyway, we all make we all make mistakes. And and then I said to myself, okay, if at this point of my life I'm not famous in music, it means that I'm not good enough. So I'm gonna change my life. And and then we came to Italy, and um, and, and then I found. Um, a job uh, with the United Nations. And the first job that I found with them, that was the first approach, was through music, because there was a guy who was the the, 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 the chief of the video and media division in one of the United Nations branch. And, and he did a documentary, and he wanted music for that documentary. And that's how my first approach to them. And, but then I, I, after I did that, I started working uh, with them as a normal officer, like, uh, uh, you know, uh, mm -hmm. working secretarial stuff, no assistant. And, and that's how I started changing my life. And then uh, we got a mission in Indonesia and we went to Indonesia and I started working, applying my knowledge of uh, mechanical engineering uh, with... Uh, um, ships and 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 so it was completely something completely different to what I've always did in my life but that gave me the possibility to travel 
to to meet other people, to know other cultures, to be with people with different, uh, you know, it was something beautiful. It was something beautiful. Until I returned, because I, I fell in love with Italy, and I returned, I came back to Italy, and uh, and I told them, guys, I'm a consultant. I, you know, it's, it's a good gig, but the problem is that I want to stay here now for good. And I would like to have some kind of a, a permanent contract. And that was a bad timing for them. And they told me, you know, we can't uh, offer you that now. And then I said, okay, then bye-bye. And I left that world. And, you know, and I started hunting for, for jobs and stuff. So that was another interesting period, which was kind of tough. But... Um, you know, at the end, you find your ways. And, and today I'm here with you. <laughs> wow. It, interested. You really have circled, you've circled the world. Um, so your, your time in Asia, how would you describe your time in, I mean, so Indonesia was the only country in Asia you, you went to, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. To work. Okay. Yeah. So how would you describe your time in, in, in Indonesia generally? It was beautiful. I, I really loved it. Apart from, of course, the, the, the poverty and all these uh, things that you see and all the contrasts yeah. you see. You know, when, when you're UN working in those countries, you're well paid and you live in, in gray houses, etc. But around the corner, you see things that you wish you wouldn't see, but they are real and they're there. <laughs> and you yeah. can't do anything to change that. Yeah. Uh, but apart from that, I love the, the the whole culture, the whole vibe, people. I think I've never met more respectful people than people in Asia. I I, I really love uh, Miss Asia. And then being there, of course, I had the opportunity to travel to to Malaysia. I went to Hong Kong and and and, and other places. And yeah, I, I wish I can I can return there. Maybe one day I, I visit you in China. China yeah, yeah. I mean, good whenever, yeah, whenever you're ready, just just say the word. We will make it, make it. <laughs> and especially now, China is now um, they've opened back up. So all the COVID policies, everything, um, they're done with that. So now you can just buy a ticket and come down here to experience the culture. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 free pass now. It's free pass. So yeah, I definitely agree. I think Asian culture in general is is very unique, um, different from you know we in the West or a lot of other places. Um, I mean, every culture has their unique differences, but it's just interesting because um, for me, before I came to China, I didn't know anything about Asian culture, like outside of everything I saw in the movies, perhaps. Um, but coming here is like it's it's really shaped my perspective. It helps me understand life better. Um, there are even philosophies here that, you know, I've applied in my life and I've seen those things work. Um, so it's, it's a really, it's a really interesting place to go. Um, so lastly, you mentioned one thing you said, I fell in love with Italy. Why Italy? I've always wanted to ask you that. Why Italy? Yeah, man. You know, for me, if you ask me, uh, I would tell you that the, the perfect country in the world would be Canada for me. I mean, Canada for me is, is the, 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 the land that opened the arms for me. And I will never forget that. I, I, I feel Canada as my home as much as I feel Cuba, which is where I was born. But Canada has the climate, you know, and I'm from the Caribbean. I'm a Caribbean boy, so it was tough. <laughs> it was tough. And the first winter was beautiful from inside a window. Oh, how beautiful the snow is, you know? But you're inside. Second winter, you know, I had to drive and things were changing. And then after the third winter, you don't count years, you count winters. I've been here for three winters. I've been here for five winters, you know? But then when I arrived to Italy, I, I saw um, something different. Uh, here it's, it's a funny country it's a funny country because there's so much richness not only not only in food because when, when i tell you italy the first thing you think about is pizza or, 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 or cheese or <laughs> and wine. pasta 
<laughs> exactly. But it's not only that. I mean, it's that, absolutely. But also the richness in, in languages, the richness in, 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 in habits. It's, it's a funny thing. You go from one region to another region, and you think that you are in another country because everything, even, even the landscape changes. So I say, wow. And then, of course, you have the culture and you have the history. And the, every stone you touch, you know, it's like two, three hundred, uh, three, in 3,000 years old. I say, no, I can't believe that. And then the, the, the other thing that struck me at the beginning was to see in the center of Rome, those little cafes and, and, and you sitting outside having a coffee or reading a newspaper and you seeing all those people passing by beside the Colosseum or beside, you know, those amazing things. I said, wow, I really, really fell in love. And, uh, and I thought, well, I think this is the best country in the world or one of the best countries in the world to live. You know, of course, then after after a while you 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 start discovering all the things that are not so positive you know because you start living and then you start seeing things that when you're a tourist a tourist you don't see you know but you know nowhere is perfect but yes i i do like italy absolutely man. absolutely wow wow um, I, I think it's also one of the countries that I would love to visit, um, specifically for the food, specifically for the food. Right. Well, the same um, here. You made a call and I'm here for you. I'm your tourist <laughs> guide. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for that. So, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, it's, it's been a, it's been a great session to have you on the show today. Trust me. We've, yeah, I've, I've really learned a lot from you know, how you've described your process, your creative process and your comparison of, you know, the, the, the flow of music and seeing um, the whole creative process as an inspiration rather than just a routine. And when I think a lot of people are going to learn from that. So um, I want to say a very big thank you for coming on the show, for making time out. I know that you're a very busy person. Um, and all of this setup is kind of like in a rush, uh, but thank you very much from myself and um, all my team members. And um, we look forward to all the great things that you're going to do. 2023, we're going to crush it this year. Um, I know that you have, yeah, you, you have a lot of things in plan that I cannot wait to see what, what, what you're going to bless the world with. I cannot, I cannot wait Probably. to see. Likewise, <laughs> brother, likewise. <laughs> so thank you very much. Have an amazing evening and I'll talk to you later, brother. Take care. Good night. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.